Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thankful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Well, welcome everyone to the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Brother Mark Ajo here with Brother Tim Dodd, and we are starting a a new podcast season. We've been off here for a few weeks, but uh, the work of the Lord hasn't paused. It has continued to go forward, and we've got some things to report from all the different areas we've been following, uh, Ethiopia, Uganda, Angola, so many places. And today we have our dear friend Stephen Abali, and he's right at the center of the revival. We call it the awakening that's going on there in Uganda. He's been there just right from the start of it and is a really good source of information of how things are progressing, and we're seeing it just branch out into new areas. So, Brother Tim, I believe you have an interview with Brother Stephen coming up now. Thank you, Brother Mark, and God bless you. And God bless you, each and every one of our listeners. It's good to be back again. We've had, a, you said, a couple weeks. I think it's been almost two months since our last podcast. But we're glad to be back at it now. We have a little bit of new equipment that was donated from some brothers that are supportive of the ministry. And we appreciate that. So hopefully my voice will sound even a little bit better. At least maybe we can do something in that regard. However, today we're going to the country of Uganda. Our dear brother Stephen Abali is with us. Just got out of a conversation with him, which we've recorded here, and bring you up to date on some of the latest happenings in Uganda. When it comes to Uganda, there are just not enough time, not enough uh, podcasts to share every little detail of everything that goes on. I'm constantly getting pictures, developments, different things that are happening. And today we'll be talking to Brother Stephen. I think next podcast we'll be going over to Ethiopia. After that, we'll be coming back to Uganda, talking with Brother Fred, uh, Chienji, Brother um, James Katumba, and different ones who will be updating us on what's happening out in the field in Uganda. And I know all of these podcasts you'll enjoy and we trust that you'll be blessed by this one. So let's uh, change the venue as it would, and let's go to our conversation with Brother Stephen. All right, we want to welcome someone now who's no stranger to the podcast, Brother Stephen Abali, the pastor of Intervale Ministries in Jinja, Uganda. Welcome, Brother Stephen. Thank you. God bless you, Brother Tim. And uh, to all the saints that are listening in today, God bless you. You know, Brother Stephen, it's amazing to see how God continues to move in Uganda and how many are still receiving the message of the hour and how the new believers are growing in the grace of God. One of the wonderful things that has just happened is that we have just landed 
a container load of books in the country. And then the container was 20,000 Bibles, 10,000 more church-age books. I think that brings the number to 27,000. And then as well, uh, 10,000 Hebrew series books for the first time in Uganda, in the Luganda language. Now, I know you're a great proponent of the church-age book and of getting the message out in general, and I should add that we do print uh, 8,000 message books per month of a single title in the Luganda language there in Kampala, and uh, those are distributed also amongst the new believers. But, uh, Brother Stephen, why don't you just share with the people the impact that the Word is having on these new believers. It's been a number of years now, and uh, they are growing, they are maturing, uh, not just the believers, but also the ministry, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But just uh, share your thoughts on the arrival of these books. Brother Tim, the believers are in a vertical ascension as far as growth in the message is concerned. And at the moment, they are a hidden mystery, like Saul who turned Paul was. You know, getting out of the Pharisees' organization, he was rejected, and coming into the believers, he was feared. Acts 9, 14 and 15. But yet, these believers are hidden in the desert of Arabia, They are feeding on scrolls day and night. And one day, when they appear in Jerusalem, they will have the thus says the Lord, like Paul had when he faced Peter. And he would say, it's written. So the key ministers, you know, have also hit a high octave of understanding and are testifying among their former organizations they are sharing out the books. And uh, I really love the Seven Church Edge book because it would really give you almost all the doctrine that we have in the message. But again, on top of that, you know, the Hebrew book is a great spicing to it because it will help the people to understand the doctrine of redemption, which is so necessary to every believer. I think you have meetings every month also with ministers, and uh, uh, this helps the ministers to address questions uh, with mature ministry such as yourself there with the brothers and the other brothers that are helping you, and to be able to um, ground them in the Word of God so that they may in turn go to their people and bring them into the light of the Word. You know, I was asked by a minister recently, do you preach against false doctrine in the message in these places? And I said, well, I don't really think we need to preach against false doctrine as much as we need to inoculate the people against false doctrine. And what I mean by that is that we teach the people the word of God. We show them the truth. And by showing them the truth, they are able to identify false doctrine when they see it. And so it's important to get the message into their hands, and that has been a very much, very much a priority for us there in Uganda. 
So share with us, Brother Stephen, your thoughts on these meetings that you're having with the ministers and how important it is for the growth and maturity of the ministry. Brother Tim, it's true that some of our people have come into lines of fire, as I would say, with people who seem to have a one-tracker mind of understanding what this message is. But, uh, you see, we don't actually preach against false doctrine, but we spend our time in interesting people in the ministry of William Branham by helping them to know who he was to this age and also giving them the books that they study. We spend most of our time in strongly planting the foundational truths of this message. What makes this message a message is what we really put our emphasis on, the ability for the people to spot what we call the present truth. That's where we spend most of our time, Brother Tim, not kind of uh, uh, taking people into things that they are not aware of. And by the way, they've rebuffed, you know, some of these uh, forces that come to tell them that what we give them is not the message until they take it in a particular direction. We, we, we cannot spend our time in preaching against false doctrine because there are too many, Brother Tim. We just need to spend time in giving the people truth. Recently, we did a uh, podcast with Brother Fred Chienji, uh centered around a, a recent new um, breakout into, the, uh, into another area, hundreds of people being baptized. But recently, you've also had uh, the brothers going into new areas. Uh, you sent me a text from one of the brothers who said, we are now ministering amongst people who eat people. And uh, that might not be publicly known that there are still what we would call cannibals in the world, in the remote areas. And uh, these are not easy places to visit. And we certainly appreciate the laborers that are going out into these places to minister the Word of God. Maybe you could just share with our people, the listeners, the people that are interested in missions, what exactly is happening now, the different areas that the brothers are going into. Please take your time and share with us uh, some of the recent developments of what's happening there in the field in Uganda. Yeah, thank you, Brother Tim. Now, you know the history of this revival because you've been a part of it. Uh, you know, Brother Branham says that in this age, we've got different generations, but he says every generation must have its own revival. There is a way people should really touch this message. And you know, this message here is very interesting, the way people are believing. You know, it began with us going out in the field and the harvest was realized. But after these ministers fed on the word, they've developed the anointing of Apollos. After his baptism, 
because the scripture says, for he mightly convinced the Jews, showing the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. There is something that affected him. Much more positive, you know, he had something uh, extra from what he had before. So, you know, this fire has eaten up most of the parts of the eastern, central, and uh, now some part of the central area. You see, the good thing is that the evidence of this work is very visible. It's not fibers. So when we have meetings open to ministers and their families, we limit the numbers to 500, but we get to the excess of 700 people sometimes. People, you know, have been thrown out of their traditional churches and they meet under trees. But I know the believers, you know, have not kind of uh, chickened out. They keep going forth. And some of these have ventured in some of these strange areas. And we realize what happens in those other areas because the brothers go there. You know, this team of younger men go to an area and they were strictly warned not to move in the dark. And they wondered what and why. So they were given the secret that here we got some kind of people that don't behave like humans. So you understand what I mean. So Brother James goes there with the team and uh, they had meetings there and... Uh, you know, they were given the same kind of warning. <laughs> Secondly, you're not talking about the growth of this message. I want to say what many people may not be aware of. You see, as you have a phobia, you may not be really aware of that phobia, really. But I know the believers of this message are scared of crowds. But what do you do, you know, if people are responding to the message? Do you desert them? You know, we have <laughs> to accept what God is doing and just be part of it and continue visiting the people and go up teaching them. And when they kind of get other open fields, you go there, you see, put the books in there, teach the people, baptize them, and that's what God is doing. We don't have any hand in it. It's the work of God himself, and we are just tools of service. Amen, Brother Stephen. That is tremendous. And I hope that our listeners have caught that, that you shared with them, that now the ministers' meetings of new ministers and their family have reached numbers of around 700 when they gather every month. And this is not including the new ministers that Brother Fred has gathered regularly over in the side that he's working on. So this is a tremendous testimony of the numbers of congregations that God is bringing into the message of the hour there in Uganda. Just a great, uh, tremendous work that's going on. One of the things that I'm very, um, I've always been very impressed with is the team that you work with, Brother Stephen. Uh, 
These brothers are uh, quality brethren, pastors from different areas. Why don't you just share with the people uh, the names of these brothers, where they come from, and uh, how God is using them, and any thoughts that you might have uh, on the different team members that you're working with. This will give the people a an idea of, that it's not just a one-man operation over there, but truly this is a, uh, an, a body ministry of many brethren whom God has raised up in the Word over there in Uganda. And so the believers know, I personally know these brothers, and, and there are, uh, they are quality brothers with quality ministries and whom themselves individually are used of God, and we thank God for each and every one of them. Yeah, Brother Tim. Uh, you know, this work is not a one-man thing. And uh, I think you know that there is a weakness sometimes with people that if they are not part of what is happening, then it's not happening. You know, they will always make you think that it's not happening because they are not part of it. Just, you know, the condition of Zedekiah, how does the Spirit bypass me and come to you? But then this is not me. It's actually a body participation. You know me, I've always believed in a body participation because we are past a one-money gift thing because that was William Branham, but then after him, the anointing comes down to a body. So some of the ministers I have are real quality ministers, like my associate pastor, Brother James Katumba. You know, he's with me in Ginger here and is a quality man. And I think if it were possible, he would be somewhere at the center of government making a lot of money because he is a professional engineer, civil engineer. And uh, he was, uh, you know, a, a town engineer of a municipality. But he put that down to come and do the work of God with me. It is a sacrifice. You know, and then we've got Brother Elijah Diogo. Brother Elijah Diogo is a minister in the Mayuga area, and uh, the Lord has blessed him with a sizable church uh, building. So most of the bigger meetings, we do them there. Then we've got Brother Huntington Balita. You know, he's also in an area that is central to different districts, the way we work. So again, another group of ministers, I mean, meetings are done in Brother Huntington Balita's church. And you know, just at the beginning of the revival, his church collapsed and uh, Cloverdale had a hand in restoring that place. And little did we know that we would really be able to use it at the level that we are using it for. Then comes Brother Samson Lubogo. Uh, Samson Lubogo is a pastor in the uh, Bulanga area. A very wonderful brother. You know, he's a senior minister. All these ministers have been in the ministry. You are talking about over 20 years. Then we've got Brother Emmanuel Biachika. This brother here is one of the first five people upon which I built my original church in 1986. Quality man, pastors the church in Iganga. And then we've got brother Ivan Mwesgwa. 
He also pastors a church in one area called Nachibungulia. Uh, very nice, wonderful quality spirit. And then we've got Brother Wilson Semper. Wilson Semper is one of those uh, uh, ministers in the ginger area. He pastors the church uh, in Kachira. So, you know, these people are bent on serving God. You know, some of them have rode their cars in the ministry, you know, real wrecks. And uh, some of them have had their motors blow. You know, some of them in bad areas, their tires are blown. But, you know, it's a joy when they come back because of what they see. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Stephen, for sharing that with us. The reason I asked you to share that is because I am often telling the people this is a real team of mature brothers that have worked with you in these labors. It's not a one-man ministry, as you said. And so now the people can hear these different pastors' names, and there may be others that, that maybe didn't get mentioned, but these are solid brothers who have been in the message for decades, and they are now ministering to the new believers and reaching out, and God is using them mightily to establish these new believers in the faith. Well, that about wraps it up for today's interview, and thank you, Brother Stephen, for being with us. Uh, if there's anything else that you wanted to add, we'd certainly uh, give you the liberty to do that. But thank you, not just for being with us, but for sharing with the world the things that God is doing in Uganda. All of these things are unique as any move of God is unique. And we thank God for his blessings upon your life, upon the life of the people there, and for every soul that has been quickened by the light in this hour to bring forth fruit in these last days. May God richly bless you. Uh, God bless you, Brother Tim. Thank you so much. I really certainly appreciated being uh, on the podcast today. And uh, I send my love and greetings to all the people that have been able to listen to this podcast. God bless you. You asked me to do one thing. You know, if I have something else to say, I could say. And so I want to talk about what the critics, you know, call this work. They call it the gathering of the foolish virgins. They seem to think that all what they have in their churches are the wise virgins. You know, they seem not to understand the three kinds of believers. So they should know that the foolish virgins went out of Babylon together with the wise virgins. I mean, they, yeah, to wait in the same place because that's the teaching of Matthew 25 verse 1. Both took lamps, you see, but the foolish let their lamps go out, meaning that they ceased to be the light to the world and were not interested in the life of repentance until the announcement came, behold, the bridegroom cometh, you know. So each time we keep ourselves sainted, we keep ourselves in the word, you know, and we are really filling our lamps, uh, well, we keep shining as a light. 
because the light on the inside is the manifestation of the word. So, you know, with that, Brother Tim, we just want to say we thank you and just let the world know that what we are bringing in is just exactly the same with the one by one which the rest of the churches are picking out and baptizing every Sunday. So we are in this together, you know, and remember five talents, two talents, one talent, but all together the appreciation was the same. Well done, faithful servant. Come and inherit the kingdom of life. So here we are. We are in this together, and we need to lift one another's hands, and God bless you. God bless you. Well, Brother Tim, what a wonderful interview. What a, a, a good way to kick off our series of podcasts that are coming up this fall. Brother Stephen Abali is such a mature brother, such a, a help and an aid in this awakening and uh, always has such interesting and thoughtful things to say. I rejoice that uh, we've had the 10,000 Church Ages books arrive there. So important uh, to ground the people, not only, like you say, inoculate them against false teaching that might be out there, but just ground them in the Word when they're coming in from all these different backgrounds. And the 8,000 individual books that are printed per month uh, these things are only possible because believers around the world have seen the need and gotten behind and supported what's going on there in Uganda. So we continue to see the revival go on, and we're expecting it to continue uh, as the Lord just keeps breaking forth, unfolding into new areas, new people groups all throughout that great country of Uganda. Amen, Brother Mark. We sure appreciate the support of our fellow laborers that are working with Bible believers to uh, carry the message forward and to help establish the new believers there and to allow the brothers to reach out into new areas. Uh, the, as I said before, the people will hear more when we talk to Brother Fred Chienji. There's some exciting developments there. You know, I use the term laborers, and uh, in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus uh, referred to the harvest in that day, and, he, and the Bible says in verse 36, he says, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Notice that statement, as sheep having no shepherd. So he said to the disciples, then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. You know, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says, What shall I liken this generation to? It's like children sitting in the markets calling to their fellows and saying, We've piped unto you and you have not danced. We've mourned and you have not lamented. You know, Jesus talks about hearing the word and rejoicing over it. But in a harvest time, it's, he said the thing to pray for is that the Lord of the harvest, which is Christ himself, will send forth laborers into the harvest. And so if I would encourage our listeners in anything, it would be pray that 
the Lord will send laborers into this harvest. The harvest in Uganda is ripe. I'll just give you a little snippet from Brother Fred Chienji's interview, which we also just finished. He tells me that possibly up to the number of believers is possibly up to 70,000 new believers now in the country of Uganda. That is truly a great harvest, and we pray that God will definitely uh, send forth laborers into that harvest. 70,000 might seem like a huge number, but I've been studying the Hebrew series with some young men online, and I uh, uh, just reading in Hebrews chapter 3, Brother Ranham makes an interesting statement. He says, why I could start a revival here in some big building or something, you would never get many people that believe that. They just won't. They can't. Their day is done. This same lesson this morning in Africa would probably produce 10,000, at least 10,000 souls to Christ. Or there might be one sinner sitting here this morning or something, some backslider. He says most of them is combed through and through till it's just finished. So what a difference he, he elaborates between North America, one soul, Whereas in Africa, the same message might produce 10,000 souls. So keep that in mind as you hear these numbers. We appreciate every soul in North America. Every soul that is one into the kingdom of God is a part of God's end time vision. But at the same time, pray for these brethren that God will enable them to reach every soul that the Lord has ordained to eternal life in Africa. So thank you for listening. We trust the podcast today has been a blessing. May the Lord be with you, and until next time, Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next. Believers Faith Challenge Report Podcast.